let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Doug McIntyre in for John and Ken. Actually, I'm just in for Ken today. I can't I can't sub for both of them. It's asking too much of one man. It really is. Doug. So so thank you. Uh so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be in for Ken today and we'll uh, we'll slog through this the way Southern California slogged through. Tropical storm Hillary, and uh, hopefully you are amongst the many millions who got through this with minor inconveniences. Obviously, that's that's not the case for everybody. We got a lot to talk about today uh, until four o'clock when Conway comes. Oh, by the way, you are listening to KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. So we have all had a day in our lives that was awful for us when everybody else seemed to be going on uh, about their business. Uh, just in a normal, just an maybe even a great day. Uh, I experienced this recently. My mom passed away on July 29th, which is very sad. She was 91. She had a peaceful exit from this world. But as I'm standing on the church steps in New York after the funeral, waiting for everybody to get organized to get into their cars, I see people, you know, with dry cleaning over their shoulders or a guy drove by with a kayak on the roof. He's off to have some kind of an adventure. And meanwhile, I got a dark cloud over my head psychologically. And we've all experienced moments like this where, you, where you've had some personal blow and you can't understand how the rest of the world could even be rotating. How did the sun rise this morning on everyone else? And that's kind of how I look at what happened with uh, Tropical Storm Hillary, because fortunately, blessedly, most of us got through it with just a lot of rain. Uh, maybe you had some flooding, maybe you had a couple of branches come down or the leaves are in the pool or whatever. 
And then there are those in this vast area of Southern California that had a hell of a hard time, a really bad time. And and the cautionary tale here, as, as we've seen, for instance, with the Rolling Hills Estate, where it's likely that the previous heavy rains in the wintertime may have caused those landslides that destroyed neighborhoods. And we've seen that happen up uh, after uh, heavy rains up in the Santa Barbara area, where hillsides have come down months afterwards that uh, these problems can have a long tail. But because the vast majority of Southern California, the big L.A. metro Orange County areas, got through it, fortunately, with very little inconvenience, it's easy to dust this off as an insignificant event, and it hardly was that. One of the areas that's still actually uh, digging out from this, literally in some cases, is uh, those folks living up in, near the San Bernardino Mountains, just down from those mountains. Uh, let's bring on, on board KFI's Blake Trolley. Blake, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Doug. And yeah, that's definitely true. You know, when you're over in the L.A., Orange County area, it would seem that the storm was relatively minor. But the damage that we saw up today in the Oak Glen area and the mess that was left behind, I think the people living in that community, uh, they definitely feel like this was a pretty significant storm. And really just other mountain communities uh, in the San Bernardino Mountains got hammered as well. Lake Arrowhead got eight inches of rain. Wrightwood got about six inches of rain. And Big Bear got about four inches. I was told yesterday many businesses in Lake Arrowhead actually ended up closing early uh, because the rain was coming down so hard. But we go over to the Oak Glen area. This is where I focus my attention today. And there is debris scattered through the roadway, a big mess in the road. A building, Doug, was actually completely taken out by a landslide. Uh, and these both of these landslides, there were two in the area, one in Oak Glen and one in Forest Falls. Both of them were the result of heavy rains pounding down on a burn scar. There were two different burn scars in the area, and I'm told both of them got about a foot of rain throughout this entire storm in certain areas. So well, you see, when we definitely talk, a significant event. Yeah, Blake, when we talk about a foot of rain, I mean, we're used to hearing stories about, okay, in the mountains, you get a foot of snow and all the skiers go yippee. But a foot of rain is a tremendous, I mean, it's a staggering amount of water to come down. And, of course, it can take a couple of days for that water to reach lower-lying areas because it will obviously head towards the ocean. And we've seen this all over the country when you have these big rainstorms that move into mountains. And then oftentimes you see flooding takes place a couple of days later downstream. So uh, it's possible, as I mentioned earlier, that, uh, that this could have a longer tail for some people who live in those areas that are prone to flooding. So it's a to-be-continued story, especially with the landslides. I am fascinated. I'm not hardly a geologist. In fact, I have no credentials of any kind, which should be apparent to anyone listening. But, uh, you know, the geologists oftentimes will see landslides take place long after these events because the groundwater is uh, is sitting there and, and it just takes one little thing to trigger it the next time. The next thing you know, a hillside comes down. Yeah, you have to wonder what kind of lingering effects could come down with that amount of rain. And just on top of that, Doug, it, the, the cleanup's going to take a while. I spoke with Devin Riley today. He and his crew have been cleaning up the mess uh, left behind by all of this. Oh, this will take us weeks to, to get back to some semblance of where it was. I mean, we're, we're our crew is, our orchard crew is out here just helping us get um, stuff cleaned up enough to where we can function. And then uh, we've still got apples to pick, so. <laughs> I was gonna say, so you guys, when, so are you picking apples right now? Yeah, apples have started. We've started with our earliest varieties, so we've got lots on the ground from, uh, 
from the weekend so we're going to try and salvage what we can for making hard cider and then everything else we're going to so you're going to be going through the mud trying to get these things well they're not in the mud fortunately up there it's higher elevations and the mud really didn't hit that but just the wind knocked uh, a lot off but okay. uh, so that really hurts your harvest huh well it's you know we got a good harvest so it but i i wouldn't be surprised if i got about 20 percent on the ground right now so that yeah that hurts and the other thing, Doug, is, you know, mud went through one of his shops. He has a shop, and mud just breezed right through it. So right now they're working to clean the mud out of that shop as well. Well, well I'm going to apply to FEMA because we've got an apple tree. We've never gotten a single apple off it. The squirrels get them before we do. So maybe I can get a trailer or something out of some cheese or something from <laughs> FEMA uh, to make us whole again. Uh, all right. Well, obviously, uh, you know, the we're going to have now, by the way, as the temperatures go right back to Southern California in August, we're going to have Houston weather. We're going to have humidity like we can't believe with 80 to 90 degree temperatures by the end of the week. We'll all be complaining about that. But you know something? When we get back to just complaining about routine things, that means that we all got through it in perfect shape. So uh, all, all well and good. Uh, Blake, thanks so much for being with us. And we'll continue to update you throughout the course of the day. That's Blake Trolley, uh, KFI's uh, covering this story from uh, the San Bernardino Mountains. Palm Springs obviously got hit big. Uh, with uh, lots of road closures down there and all the places that you would expect uh, to have been hit hard were hit hard. We we're very fortunate that uh, despite the heavy rains that for the most part, uh, all the vulnerable areas here in Southern California got through it pretty good. We haven't heard any reports of big mudslides or landslides up in Malibu and the cliffs and all that. Yeah, Topanga Canyon is open and that usually closes just if somebody's sprinklers go off. Uh, so that's uh, kind of astonishing. And the roads are clean. I got to say one thing driving around. I, I was uh, last week I was uh, on the East Coast. I was in Boston, New Jersey, and New York, and then back on Thursday night. And one thing that struck me immediately being in Boston was how clean the streets were. I mean, really all over the city. And that shocked me because I guess I've gotten numb that streets are supposed to look like the ones that we drive on here in L.A. Uh, and it turns out other people don't live like that. Uh, but driving to KFI after this heavy rain, I said, wow, it looks like uh, – Department of Sanitation got it? No, no, no. It was Mother Nature did it. Uh, anyway, lots to talk about today, including uh, later on, a couple of local landmarks have gone away. Had nothing to do with uh, Tropical Storm uh, Hillary taking them away, but we'll talk about those. And millions of kids are missing weeks of school all across the country. We're going to discuss the implications of that. Joe Biden going off to Maui finally. Uh, to be the um, shoulder to cry on in chief, which is what I guess we expect of presidents these days. Uh, so lots of things to get into. But I also want to talk about these natural disasters because we had a week of hype about uh, Tropical Storm Hillary coming into Southern California, where responsible people were giving responsible warnings that people took responsibly and took actions to prevent themselves, probably prevented a lot of damage, maybe even saved lives. But now that we brushed it off relatively, uh, you know, without uh, major harm, does that set us up for uh, future disasters because people won't take it seriously? We'll get into that in just a bit. But uh, right now, I'm McIntyre in for John and Ken on, t on uh, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We got lots to talk about, a couple, including a couple of uh, landmarks in Los Angeles that are going bye-bye. 
And uh, nothing related, by the way, to Tropical Storm Hillary. So we'll get into that. And millions of kids across this country are missing weeks and weeks of school, the implications of that. So we'll get into all that and more. But on the subject of the way we responded and the way we came through Tropical Storm Hillary, for the most part, really well. There are obviously places that were hit badly, and there are lots of homeowners and businesses they're going to suffer a lot of damage, the water damage and mudslides and things like that, terribly disruptive. But for the most part, we got through it really well. And let's face it, we had lots of heads up that this was coming and to prepare for it. And we got lucky that fortunately the winds, depending on where you were on my block, I live in the West San Fernando Valley. We had no wind at all. It looked like an oil painting with rain. But didn't you get a lot of wind in the middle of the night? Because that woke me up. Almost no wind whatsoever. It was astonishingly quiet. And the trees that came down, there's these decorative trees. Robin Bertolucci knew what they were. I didn't know. I don't know anything about nature. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I believe in the great indoors. But there are these trees with flowers all over them. And they, they collected so much water. The weight of the water and the flower petals pulled the trees over. I took the loppers and went down and cut the branches off so I could get my car off the block to come here this morning. But, uh, but there was no wind damage. We just didn't have any wind whatsoever. We just had a lot of rain. So for the most part, we got through it. But we also had lots and lots of media hype saying this thing is coming. We had everybody from emergency services everywhere saying, take it seriously, be very careful with this, et cetera, et cetera. And for the most part, I think people did. Uh, unlike those hurricane stories you see on the East Coast where they've had lots of them and people decide I'm going to ride it out. How many times have you seen that guy on, you know, out on the outer banks of North Carolina, you know, where Wilbur and Orville flew and uh, the guy says, I've ridden out every storm since 1900 and uh, since, you know, the Wright brothers were here. And I'm going to ride this one out, too. And and for the most part, people successfully do those things. And then along comes a big one. And the next thing you know, they're gone. It's like that guy, Harry Truman, who was up on Mount St. Helens and refused to evacuate until the volcano blew up. And that was the end of Harry Truman, not the president, the guy who lived on the volcano. So we had this event and it turned out for a lot of people to be rain. Now, the question is, as we go forward with a hotter earth and more freak storms seem to be happening everywhere and more freak weather conditions seem to be happening everywhere, what if this becomes a regular pattern? And now this was our first taste of a quote unquote tropical storm, because I got to tell you, having grown up on the East Coast where we had a lot of these things, one of my earliest childhood memories, and I mean that one of my very earliest childhood memories is from 1961. And it was Hurricane Donna that came across Long Island. And I remember my dad taking me for a walk up the block. And there was a cabin cruiser. We lived nowhere near the water. There was a cabin cruiser that was in the middle of the road, shredded. You could see a trail of lumber that had come off the hull. It was scraped right up the street and shredded. And that was a very, you know, exciting thing to see as a little kid. Uh, so, you know, we used to have those storms on a fairly regular basis. In fact, about two weeks before I moved to California, there was a fast-moving hurricane that came across New York. And uh, and I had a convertible at the time. I had a 66 Ford Galaxy 500. The thing was a three-iron from the trunk to the hood. It was an enormous car. It used to go through about a half a tank of gas while parked. You know, it was just enormous. Exactly the wrong car to drive cross-country in. But uh, I was getting the radiator replaced, and it was in a shop. And the guy had a junkyard dog that he did not take indoors during the hurricane. He left it outside during the hurricane. So I went to pick up my car the next day and the roof is shredded. And he's trying to tell me that the hurricane did it. I said, no, there's claw prints. 
the dog freaked in the storm because like an idiot, you left the dog out in the hurricane and it was terrified and it ran over all the cars. There's paw prints and he shredded the roof of my car. That did more damage than the hurricane did. But here we are with a storm now that was hyped up like so many things are uh, by us media types and public officials who don't want to be accused of not turning the sirens on like that dope in Maui who didn't turn the uh, warning uh, sirens on. They turned them on at Disneyland, by the way, during the storm. Did you hear that? Gary Hoffman did that story. Uh, the roller coaster, some rides were going when the rain. I liked, by the way, they didn't shut Disneyland down, California Adventure. So they turned the sirens on at Disneyland. They didn't in Maui while people are burning alive. But so, so public officials will always overwarn so that you can't say we didn't tell you up front. And then you have all the political fallout. But what happens is when we have a big event that is promised to be catastrophic, life-threatening, and everybody says, it's just a lot of rain. We've been through that before. They do this in Seattle 15 times a year. What's the big deal? Then the next time you have one, and whammo, now people have said, who knew? Who knew it was going to happen? Well, everybody who has ever been through an actual hurricane and even tropical storms where there's real wind knows that they could be tremendously impactful enormously are we just but this is what we do with earthquakes by the way if they have a 3.2 tembler in new jersey people are talking about it for a month but we don't even get out of bed for less than five six <laughs> we don't even think about it uh you know maybe a couple of the pictures uh, on the wall are crooked you know we we, we again apply for a, a government grant to get that you know repaired but uh for the most part you just get numb to whatever the natural hazard is in your area. And I also, it's one of the oddities, by the way, the prettier the place, the more things there are that nature can dish up that can kill you. It's absolutely true, either geologically or climactically. Uh, that's what makes places pretty, is, you know, you go up uh, to Big Sur and you see all those beautiful trees that are sort of arced over, they're bent over from the wind coming off the ocean. Well, that's because you've got wind coming off the ocean. 12 months out of the year at 60 knots. That's going to leave an impact on mother, uh, on the landscape. Uh, but the, the, the prettier the place is, we got a place up in Oregon, in Tillamook County, where there's tsunami warnings everywhere. And there's the ocean, there's a bay, there's five rivers coming down, there's farms, there's cliffs, there's seagulls, there's sea otters, there's eagles. There's all kinds of stuff. By the way, I, see, I only see it through the window. I never go out into any of it. But the point is that it's beautiful, but it's constantly at risk of killing us, either knocking the house off the hill or being swallowed by a tsunami. So that's one of the ironies. The prettier the place, the more likely it is that something's going to get you. On a day-in, day-out basis in Southern California, it's earthquakes, riots, floods, and fires. Okay, that's the four seasons, right? And grid, perpetual gridlock. Uh, let's stop. Speaking of uh, stopped and gridlock, let's stop for some headlines. Here's Deborah Mark. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Next hour, Royal Oaks is going to talk to us about how in the world the Purdue Pharma people are still not in jail and the Supreme Court agreeing with the Department of Justice over a settlement that shields the Sackler family, uh, who are the owners of Purdue Pharma and the opioid, really the ones who fueled the opioid uh, crisis in America and around the world. So we'll get into that with Royal later on. Obviously, update you latest as any news comes in on the aftermath of Tropical Storm Hillary. There are places, especially up in the San Bernardino Mountains areas, Palm Springs, that were badly affected by it. Luckily, blessedly for most of us, we got through it with just a lot of rain. A uh, couple of landmarks are no more in L.A., and it has absolutely nothing to do with the weather. Uh, Gladstones out there on uh, Pacific Coast Highway is closing their doors, I think, September 15th. Now, here's the thing about Gladstones. Everybody's been there, and nobody's ever enjoyed the food. <laughs> I got food poisoning from there. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Uh, it no, but, but it served a purpose. Because for me, Gladstones was plan B to Universal Studios when someone came from out of town. You got, you got your cousins in town. It's day three. You've got nothing left to say. Uh, you've already brought them to Universal Studios. So you, that box has been checked. What are you going to do? Drive out and feed French fries to the seagulls. All right. While you're trying to just swat, you know, birds that are crapping on your hamburger while you're trying to get through the meal. Uh, but Gladstones, I guess, operated on a, on a lease, and the lease has expired. They're going to bulldoze the place, build something new, and I think Wolfgang Puck 
is going to build a restaurant there. So Gladstone's going away. And another landmark has uh, folded its tent, and that is the Pickwick Bowl in Burbank, the place where so many, over 60 years, how many 11-year-olds had their birthday parties at Pickwick Bowl? Uh, and the bowling alley, I think the ice skating rink is staying open, but the catering hall and the uh, bowling alley has closed after 60 years. I actually had an agent in my writing business back in my TV days. I had, I had, a, had an agent who threw the uh, agency Christmas party at Pickwick Bowl. And the caption to that was thousand airs at play because uh, I realized nobody getting a three picture deal from Paramount was at that event. <laughs> There was nobody from Endeavor or CAA who was uh, throwing gutter balls at Pickwick uh, for the Christmas party. Anyway, uh, so we got those stories. Now, this is a really significant story. And, and part of this is the long tail of COVID protocols. But I saw this piece in the uh, L.A. Daily News that millions of kids are missing weeks of school every year now. Uh Across the country, students have been absent at record rates since schools reopened during the pandemic. More than a quarter of students missed at least 10% of the 21-22 school year, making them chronically absent, according to the most recent data. And uh, before the pandemic, only about 15% of students missed that much school. All told, an estimated 6.5 million additional students became chronically absent. This is uh, according to a study done by Stanford University. And it's data crunch from Washington, D.C., 40 states and Washington, D.C. Absences were more prevalent among Latino, black and low income students, which is almost always the case when we see these things happen. And we can spend the rest of our lives trying to get to the bottom of that. But uh, this one uh, story is told by an 11 year old student named Rosemary Negron, her 11 year old son, Noticed a change after COVID. Parents were no longer allowed in the building without appointments. Punishments were more severe. Everyone seemed less tolerant, more angry. And the kid didn't want to go to school. So she didn't feel it was safe for him to be there. He ended up missing, get this, he missed five months of the sixth grade. Five months. Deborah, I see your mouth hanging open. I can't believe that. Consider how little our kids are learning going to school. Can you imagine what it's like to have a kid going into uh, the seventh grade after having missed five months of the sixth grade? And this is apparently happening all over the place. Uh, we've got Elmer Roldan, a Communities in School of Los Angeles executive, said for almost two years, we told families that school can look different and that schoolwork could be accomplished in times outside of the traditional eight to three day. In other words, all these Zoom classes and taking things remotely. So people are either... Uh, opting out or they're just literally letting their kids, uh, you know, stay home from school uh, and just missing school. And, and you know, when you consider how short the school, I know parents hate hearing this, but the American school calendar is microscopically short compared to other countries, especially the Asian countries in Japan where kids are like school 13 months a year. I don't even know how they do it. They're there 25 hours a day, 13 months a year. They're in school. And our kids show up occasionally and then bellyache like crazy as if they're being asked to work in a salt minder to go looking for those minerals they use in the LED batteries for Teslas. Uh, you know, like it's some kind of hardship to go to the fifth grade. Now, 
that's not to say that there aren't problems. There's all kinds of problems that kids face today that I did not have to face when I was in the fifth grade. There's cyberbullying. There's fears of, as, of live shooter drills and all this crazy stuff and all these mandates that are piled on. But the bottom line is, is that American kids are not in school a lot. And we are shortchanging them in terms of the fundamentals, the read and write and arithmetic stuff, American history, things like civics. This is one of the reasons I'm absolutely convinced of this. That one of the reasons we have such low voter turnout is we don't teach how government works. And therefore, why would anybody pay attention to it? It's like, I don't watch English rules football because I don't know what the hell it is. Cricket and all those sports that are on channel 800. I fly right past them because I can't make heads or tails of it. Well, if you don't teach how government works, well, then when people just say this isn't for me. But they, you know, they understand season eight of... Uh, <laughs> The Bachelor, you know, they've seen all of that stuff. So the priorities are kind of screwed up, to say the least. But this is really astonishing. I mean, if you miss a key week in school, you can literally miss, like, the entire Civil War. You could you could learn nothing about the Civil War if you have the flu for one. If the if you if your the flu lines up in the right week then you could go through the rest of your life knowing nothing. And that's how you end up with those YouTube videos of people who say, you know, they go up to somebody, man on the street, they ask some young person who fought in the Civil War. They'll say, uh, Germany. It was Germany, wasn't it? It had something to do with Hitler, <laughs> Al Hitler or whatever, you know. And you, and, and you shake your head, go, oh, my God, how is it possible for this person to function being this ill-informed? I don't even want to say stupid because it doesn't mean that people are stupid. It just means that they are ignorant in the true sense, in the definitional sense of what ignorance is, that they don't have the information. Uh, and, you know, uh, baby boomers are constantly doing this online. I see this all the time from my peers. Well, they're saying, can you believe we saw all of the good bands? That's just such a BS argument. Don't throw that in a young person's face because, believe me, the people that were screaming like crazy at, uh, you know, the Swifties at uh, SoFi Stadium are having the time of their lives. They don't want to hear about when you got high at a Led Zeppelin concert <laughs> 45 years ago. They've got their own memories. But some things aren't an experience that is uh, interchangeable generationally. Like you should know what the freezing temperature of water is. You should know what the boiling point of water is. You should know how a bill becomes a law and not just hope that your kid sees Jack Sheldon singing it on Schoolhouse Rock. You know, we basically punted civics to a cartoon for 50 years. So, but, you know, let's start with something so fundamental. Kids got to go to school. They have to be educated. And, you know, then we made all this stuff. We started putting all of these social, you know, I, I'm not I'm trying to not use the W word, the woke word, but there's all this kind of these extracurricular uh, isms that have been attached to academia where some things are just foundational, basic math skills. Look, I'm an imbecile when it comes to mathematics. My, my wife doesn't let me take the checkbook out of the house. And for good reason. All right. I was with a 0.03 percentile in mathematics scores, which meant 97 percent of the country tested higher in math than I did as a kid. All right. I could barely read the page numbers in the math book. Forget about the actual math. But thank God somebody knows how to do it, because otherwise I don't want to drive over the bridge. I don't want to drive over a bridge that was built on an opinion. I'd like somebody to know how to read a slide rule. So. 
So we teach people things, a foundation of information in those grade schools, and then some people find their lanes. And some people will go into the arts, some people will go into the sciences, some people will be mathematics, some people will end up in, in crafts. They'll end up as carpenters or plumbers or whatever. We need those people too, desperately. But the idea that you could be in the sixth grade and miss five months of the sixth grade because you don't feel like going to school, uh, that's on the parents. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up next hour, we're going to talk with Royal Oaks about the opioid addiction and uh, Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family. They're the ones who... Uh, got a lot of people hooked on uh, opioids and how the Supreme Court has agreed with the Department of Justice to review a settlement that shields the Sackler family. And we'll get into all of that, obviously update you on uh, all the conditions in the areas that were badly hit by Tropical Storm Hillary. And we got other stuff to get into throughout the course. Is your starter home also going to be your finisher home? Uh, it very well could be your finisher home. So we'll get into all of those things uh, and more throughout the course in Conway at 4 o'clock. Uh, meanwhile, uh, President Biden is on his way to Maui to be the shoulder to cry on in chief. This is a role for presidents that has really kicked into high gear. I, I think that, uh, you know, presidents have gone to visit disaster sites periodically throughout our history. But uh, when Bill Clinton went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, after the Muir Building bombing, uh, it actually saved his presidency. Shortly before that time, there, there were literally, he had lost control. Newt Gingrich had become the uh, Speaker of the House. There were conversations, open conversations at a press conference. He was once asked whether or not his presidency was still relevant. And he hamana hominid through the answer. It was a hamana hominid. He had to kind of come up with an answer. And then the Muir Building bombing took place and he went and he hugged a lot of people and people cried in his arms and he handled it with empathy. And it actually turned his fortunes, his political fortunes around. Well, as you know, George W. Bush was late going to Hurricane Katrina. He had a very good reason for doing that, because when a president shows up at one of these places, they bring the Secret Service, have to go. They've got to shut down streets. they got to do all that stuff, even in the middle of a disaster. In fact, even more so in a disaster, the Secret Service is concerned because of the chaos. So it's an intrusion onto an already overtaxed emergency response system. Uh, and he was heavily criticized for that. And then, of course, it didn't help that when he got there, he told the head of FEMA, you're doing a good job, Brownie. And meanwhile, people were drowning. And, and, and by the way, just as a, as a diversion, a digression, I should say, uh, that was another storm that people were fully warned of. Huge front page pictures on the newspaper, the New Orleans Times-Picayune, of the entire Gulf of Mexico filled with a hurricane coming right for them. And they didn't get the school buses out. They let them flood, you know, so that was that was on them. But that has a lot to do with why people now over warn people about these disasters, because people somehow block it out. Like in Maui, where they didn't turn on the sirens. Maui's on fire. Possibly hundreds of people. The locals are saying it's over 400 people. The official account is, is over 100 of people who lost their lives. Well, now President Biden is over there and he was criticized for not going right away. But again, there's the issue. If you go right away, it's a disaster. The infrastructure of Maui has been wiped out. The last thing they need is a helicopter coming in, bringing in, you know, armored limousines and all the things that come with a president. So he's going now. But this is now a 
it's a symbolic perhaps role of the modern era where apparently the president is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. If you go, you're accused of exploiting a tragedy for political purposes. And if you don't go, you're a heartless bastard, <laughs> you know, who doesn't care about the suffering of Americans. And uh, and that's that's where uh, Joe Biden is right now. He's on his way over to Maui because in the picture era of news, I don't believe that uh, in previous era that in the Johnstown flood, the president had to go there and toss paper towels to the people of Pennsylvania like uh, President Trump did down in Puerto Rico where he's throwing spirals uh, of, uh, of bounty. Uh, the quicker picker upper to the people in Puerto Rico. By the way, that didn't play very well either. How you behave once you show up at a natural catastrophe also has a, a lot to do with how you are uh, received politically as a result of one of these uh, natural catastrophes. But anyway, the president at 80 years of age is on Air Force One flying halfway around the world to go to Maui. Uh, to see with his own eyes, even though there's no secret as to what happened. There was a horrible tragedy uh, that uh, unfortunately may have been preventable. Uh, it, it, it may in fact have been preventable if we have another situation like down power lines that they had been warned about apparently for decades that were not safe. And we've seen that we've seen that movie before, haven't we? Far too many times. Uh, so anyway, uh, we got that. We also got uh, Donald Trump not going to go to the uh, presidential debate in Iowa. So I have uh, finally something in common with Donald Trump because I'm not going to go to the uh, Iowa presidential debates either. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just way too early. Sorry. That's like watching a spring training split squad game, you know, where the angels are playing the angels. <laughs> when you're watching the Iowa caucus debates and there's 43 people in the debates, uh, that is, you, you really have to examine how into politics you have become because that is that is a cry for help. It really is. <laughs> anyway, so we got all that. Hey, sh shameless self-promotion. I got to remind you, I got this book called Frank Shadow. A lot of you were kind enough to come out. There were, this amazed me. There were people who listened to Tim Conway Jr. who came to Barnes & Noble. And I'm pretty sure that if Conway himself had showed up, it would have been the first time he ever set foot in a bookstore. <laughs> But anyway, the people listening to Conway's show came to the bookstore. So Frank Shadow, it's available at barnesandnoble.com and, uh, and amazon.com and at dougmcintyre.com, by the way. You can get signed copies. And my lovely bride, Penny Pizer, her wonderful show, Sonnets from Suburbia, is making a, an appearance September 6th and the 20th at 7 p.m. at the Stephanie Fury Theater on Melrose. Uh, and this is going to be... Uh, the September 6th, so coming up quickly, and September 20th, 7 p.m. at the Stephanie Fury Theater on Melrose, and it's a great night out, if I may say so myself. It's 158, a lot coming up. We're here until 4 with Conway right now. Let's go get some headlines. Here's Deborah Mark. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. 
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.